Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the Wizard Cricket Weekly podcast. We're on the road today, recording this pod from the players' room at Fenner's Cricket Ground in Cambridge. I'm Yaz Rana and with me today is Wisdom's Ben Gardner and for the first time, and the reason for this trip here to Cambridge, Nottinghamshire duo Joe Clark and Ben Duckett. Great to have you on guys. Ben, what's your moment of the week? Yeah, uh, I think my first 100 for knots, um, you know, although it's against a uni, not against uh, an actual county side, but... Yeah, it was nice to get my first one for the for the county and sort of get that off my chest. Fastest double hundred in the history of Nottinghamshire County Cricket Club in first class cricket. So not just any hundred. Yeah, it's just one of those days really where sort of everything went my way and you know, spinners came on in the middle and I just thought I'd take a bit of a risk and, and luckily it paid off really. I guess it's quite a small ground compared to some of the some of the grounds you can end up playing on in the summer. Um I find these games, the MCCU games, quite interesting because for you guys you use them as warm up games for the for the county season. And whilst it's they're warm up games for the uni guys as well, it's something they're looking forward to hugely. This is arguably the biggest games of their summers, you know, <laughs> if one of their guys gets a FIFA, that could, you know, catch the attention of some counties. So how do you find it's preparation for the for the county season? Yeah, as you say, it's it's practice for us and Although it might not be the strongest attack we'll face this summer, for, for me really it's just about trying to spend a bit of time in the middle, um, sort of get a bit of confidence going into next week. Um, yeah, obviously for them it's, it's a great opportunity to go and sort of impress any head coach or, or any of the other players they're playing against with fifers or runs they score. So um, it's a first-class game, so, so it's taken pretty seriously. And yeah, yeah, it went pretty well this week. Is there anyone you can remember seeing from like a, a university game that you were like, They've kind of got something and they've gone on and made it into county cricket or even further? I've only played actually three games. So, oh, really? Yeah, only recently twice here at Cambridge. Um, so I, I, th- I think a lot a lot of players now sort of don't go to uni. They go straight into a professional career. I think sort of maybe five, ten years ago, you saw a lot of guys go into uni whilst they were playing county cricket. Um, but yeah, nowadays I think you see more guys who are going to sign a contract don't actually go to uni. They go straight into a professional career, really. 
is that a shame? Do you think that players don't have that as an option, or is it just the way of the world? I don't. I don't know if it's not an option. I guess it's tough because you'd have to sign like a summer contract. You wouldn't be around as much. Um, never really a problem I'd think about because I was never going to uni, so it was a <laughs> pretty easy decision for me. <laughs> Joe, what's your moment of the week? Um, seeing my good little mate Sammy Curran um, IPL hat trick last night um, was pretty special um, to see him. Obviously, it's been a unbelievable twelve months for him. Um, sort of this time last year, I was doing playing the North East South against him and he'd only just he'd, he played Lions stuff and then so the summer he did um, and now yeah to to pick up the the wad of cash he's he's got in uh, got there and um, I saw he'd come under a bit of stick after his first game not going so well and he got left out and then um, yeah it's just it's just like the, the current boys to, to come back come back stronger and um, so yeah it was, it was good to see him do that it's amazing the amount of stick he got after one game as well. He's just 20 playing his first IPL in front of a crowd like that. Yeah, I, 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 I generally don't think it would it would phase him. I think he's just one of them characters. That, yeah, nothing nothing really phase him. I think it's probably because of the, the age he is. But um, but yeah, I think that's just the, the sceptical of, of the IPL and, and the, the Indian fans, they're, they're mad for it. What what Sam like to play with? So I, so my my brother uh, isn't a huge cricket fan, but he kind of follows it. And I was trying to explain what Sam Curran is. I was like, this guy's not got a first class hundred. He bowls about eighty miles per hour. Yet this guy's man of the series. He gets the number one test team in the world, and he's taking a hat trick in his second ever IPL game. I think it's um, he's just he's just a match winner. I think um, the I mean him and Tom. They just they want to be involved in the big moments of the game. They they want to be bowling that ball, bowling that last over of the game to win the game for for Surrey or for for England or whoever they're playing for. Um, I think that's just the characters they are. Um, and I say that you know some people will look at his bowling and 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 batting. Some you know some a lot of counter creators think his batting's better than his bowling from sort of playing against him over the years. But, Do you think um, that? Uh, I don't know. I, I've, I, what what do I, you think? I think it's going that way. I think now he's a genuine. He's an all rounder. Like yeah. he, he might have came in as a bowler, um, but you saw. I think he, he got picked really for the IPL off his batting, didn't he? Yeah, that's what I thought. In well. the India series, he sort of turned it around, and that's why he's now opening the batting. Yeah, got twenty um, off ten, and it might help yeah. him if because then he can slog a few, and if that doesn't go well, he's going to take a few wickets. But yeah, like as you say, he's he's one of those guys where yeah, he'll want the ball at the crucial moments, which is why he, he got whacked in the first game because he bowls at the toughest time but then obviously rewarded in the second game. A reminder of our extremely cool prize. We've joined up with Kingfisher Beer to offer someone two tickets to an RCB game on May the 4th, two flights to India, 500 quid spending money and a stay in a five-star hotel. To enter, go on wisdom.com, click on play and win and then click on competitions. Easy peasy, what a prize. That doesn't sound too bad, guys. If you weren't playing county cricket, you'd quite like to enter that, I'm sure. Yeah, I would love to enter that. <laughs> few weeks in India, lovely. I'd like to play in it. Yeah. I'd, rather, I'd rather be playing. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather be getting, yeah, I'd rather be um, yeah, playing, but there you go. Is that something that you guys aspire to get involved with in the future, the IPL? Ben, you've played in a few leagues already, is that something that's on the radar? Yeah, it's definitely probably the most, the biggest competition at the minute, isn't it? And shows what you can do, sort of, you're playing in front of the biggest crowds and the big stage, so 100%, I haven't, I haven't actually gone in the draft draft yet for, for different reasons so you know I definitely probably next year this year because I signed for knots it was more you know wanted to be around at this time um, but yeah it's definitely something that I'd love to play in one day all these competitions are so good 
sort of getting used to playing in different conditions and then you know if you were picked for England or something you've, you've already played out there sort of you're used to the conditions and it's going to be a little bit easier when when you're playing in that, in that form of cricket yeah what what affects the decision to go for an IPL contract like almost like why not put yourself in there every time and you might get picked up for loads of money sort of thing um well to be fair last year I broke my hand so that was an easy one um the year before I remember there was an England ODI series against Ireland and because a few of the England boys were playing it meant that I might I, I basically could have got in the squad and I got in the squad but didn't play um but there's other reasons obviously you're missing start of the county season and you know for likes of myself and I'm sure you Clark you, mm. you want to play test cricket and you it's such a big ch- sort of time of year at the start of the year if you get a couple of hundreds especially this summer with the ashes then you, you know you never know what could happen um so yeah for me this year it was purely just I wanted to be around the Knots boys first year at the new club and it's a, it's a massive summer for any young batsman Ben what's your moment of the week Oh, my moment of the week, I guess, is uh, also from the IPL. There's not been loads else going on. Is uh, Bairstow and Warner adding 186 for the first wicket? Uh, they've now put on. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. What like a year ago, like at each other's throats, almost in the in the ashes, and now like batting together. Is that is that is that weird, or is it just something you get used to? I think it's the beauty of sport, really. Like when you're playing against each other, you wanna. You want everyone to fail and, and then you get into the same team, especially, you know, in the IPL, it's such a big competition, as I've said. So I'm sure both of those guys, are, you know, they put whatever's in the past behind them and they'll try and win games together. And to be fair, it's quite a, quite a good opening partnership. And like, it's just, it's just I don't know, just, just on the partnership, like it's, uh, they're both obviously brilliant. I think Warner's probably uh, answered any questions about whether he's going to play in that, in that Ashes series and the World Cup as well. Um, and best it's just crazy just how good like he, he struggled to get an IPO contract and it's just absolutely tearing it up and it's crazy how much talent there is in that mm. in that side I can't I can't think of a time when England have left a player like Alex Hale's out uh, and he's like it's just incredible basically um, yeah. well he keeps on best keeps on proving people wrong so not only has he struggled to get an IPL contract he's in a team that's bloody good and quite hard to get into they've got David Warner Rashid Khan not going to drop then Kane Williamson was a leading run scorer in the competition last year Bester's in the team ahead of him. Mohamed Nambi got fourth in the game. They've still got Shaqib Osan and they've got Martin Gupta who's not getting a game. So it's pretty hard getting into that team and then you've got to really do well to stay in that team. Um, but I, that was actually my moment of the week as well. Kind of because um, of how much joy he had when he got his 100. So when he got his 100 in Sri Lanka, it was kind of like um, an explosive release of built up tension and from afar I think it was quite hard to say that he actually enjoyed that 100 whereas this time he looked really happy and then uh, how can you not love seeing Johnny Bairstow and David Warner embrace each other with a proper man hug um, that, that was great to watch I'm going to ask you guys so you, so Ben you're 24 Joe 22 so you guys are like prime 2005 Ashes kids you remember that series well and that must be one of the most defining mem- cricketing memories you have what was your like, favourite moment? Do you have one moment that sticks out from the 2005 Ashes? Like, one bit of uh, Mark Nicholas commentary that stands yeah, out. Yeah, I think, I just remember, to be honest, I wasn't a massive cricket fan at the start of that summer. I sort of got into it during the later stages of, of that series. I think that might have been the case of, of a few kids around my age who didn't really know much about cricket. But um, I know that I got the DVD box set for Christmas. or One of my brothers had it and... I just watched and watched and watched it. I could not stop watching it. Um, and I'd say, I'd say probably Peterson getting that 100 at Oval was um, probably a pers- personal favourite. I mean, just watching it, I know obviously there's mixed reviews about the character of him, but 
Um, as a batsman, it's just, yeah, he was unbelievable to watch and, and someone someone that I massively looked to uh, as a young as a young lad, um, you know, trying to enjoy my cricket. He was definitely someone um, who I love watching. Yeah, I, I, there's not really specific moments really that series I, I was I was a bit of a badger at 10 I was definitely watching it all I remember <laughs> at school but to be fair all the kids at school like people not necessarily big cricket fans but everyone was racing off to watch it um, yeah all the KP that series was ridiculous he almost took the mick out of some of the best bowlers ever um, but yeah just the whole series I guess that Jones catch to win it at, was yeah. it Edgbaston yeah or? It's yours, isn't it? Um, yeah. No, my, my yeah. favourite bit is uh, the Harmison slow ball, uh, yeah. where um, was it? Mark Nicholas says that is very no, no, it's not that. It's um, <laughs> that's the Jones Insminger. The that one is um, Steve Harmison with the slow ball, one of the great balls. That's that's that one. Um, as you can tell, I've also got the DVD. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's mad, but it's mad. Like I, so, I know like Simon Jones quite well now, and when I when I first met him, I was proper starstruck. Like probably the like more starstruck than any any other sort of creature that I've met just because I was like geez like 2005 Ashes like I've watched that that series so many times and like, unfortunately he didn't he didn't go on and do other things like most of the other players did from that series but it's just yeah it's definitely something that's um probably made a lot of lot of kids play cricket at that time I, th- I think it was like an unbelievable summer for weather as well and um yeah, if you look back on years, that's definitely one to to look back mm. on. Well, the reason why I ask is that whilst you guys have that memory and for you it's clearly something that was a massive part of your development in as as a cricket player, um, but younger guys don't have that and all that their defining influential cricket memories will be different to a test series. So I just wonder if, uh, if, if uh, do you see it now in like 15, 14, 15 year olds coming through academies who uh, maybe test cricket isn't the pinnacle because they don't have that formative memory of test cricket. So I was talking to one of my mates recently who's not a huge cricket fan, but he knows so much about the IPL because the IPL was just on ITV4 for a few years. So he'd come off the school and start watching IPL and that's all he knows. For, cricket, for him, cricket is just the IPL. And I was wondering, do you, do you see any of that in the young players coming through now? Uh, I think, I know that like, so like Harry Gurney put that tweet up on on Twitter and it and it sort of caused a lot of conversation about you know does club cricket should should it be going the way that the professional game is going you know obviously the 100 ball coming in the IPL I mean there's so many T20 competitions going around the world and I do think that back back when well, it's not that long ago but you know growing up from for, for myself and probably Ben is test cricket was was the pinnacle that's all that was really shown on TV like they were the the big series to watch but now there's so much T20 cricket on TV. You've got the Big Bash, which is broadcasted so well. Obviously, the RT20, RT20 competition, the IPL. I do think kids potentially aren't looking at Test cricket anymore as like the best format of the game or the most interesting format to watch. Um, and you know, sit in front of the TV for two hours and watch people try and hit sixes, and the entertainment of it all is probably more than it was for me yeah. when you know, I think back when I was growing up I would probably be the same like if, if that was in front of me I'd have definitely been watching it rather than watching you know New, New Zealand v Bangladesh test match you know, you're watching you're flicking through and you're going right I'll watch the you know, Big Bash or any T20 competition mm. so I don't know what do you think what do you reckon Ben I agree really like it was all about sort of scoring hundreds well, 10 years ago growing up test cricket there was no real t- t20 cricket it was i think it was just coming in then but 
I do. I agree with Clarky. Like nowadays, if I was ten, I think if I saw two things on TV and I saw a big bash game or an IPL game next to a test match, you'd. I think I'd rather watch two two hours of people slogging it everywhere, wickets, and you know sitting and watching all day test cricket. Which it, it's a shame, really. Hopefully, you know test cricket really you know stays in and people really enjoy it. And you do get young players that want to score big hundreds and you know bowl all day. But you know. I don't blame kids necessarily now for you know wanting to try all these scoop shots and you know trying to whack the ball out the park because because that's where the game is going. And like it is good to watch as well. And do you think that there are people? Do you think quite a lot of people will come into it watching the T Twenty stuff and then get into it more as they learn more about it? Or do you think that there are going to be quite a lot of people who adjust into T Twenty and like like and this is probably more casual fans as well as like because I guess if you come in playing cricket you're not going to like shut yourself off and say I just want to play T20 but do you think there are maybe quite a lot of people who just want to watch T20 or do you think that it does work that it will filter through to liking all of it I think it will filter through I think you'll get a lot of people who will just want to watch T20 cricket on a Friday night have a few beers not necessarily actually watch the cricket but be there for the atmosphere um, but I, I, I get surprised. Like I get friends and people to come watch. You know, I say come watch a T20. I'll leave you a couple of tickets, and you'd be surprised actually how many of them go. Oh, I'd love, I had such a good evening. I'd love to come back again. And you know whether they're actually watching the cricket, but they're still there and enjoying the atmosphere. But you obviously, I think if I said you want to come watch a four day game on a Sunday morning, you might not get the same reply. Yeah, I mean it's it's it's, um, it's one of them because you know as a, as a as a player now I'm definitely you know test cricket is the pinnacle for me that that's you know my my main ambition and I know a lot of players who have played um who have played test cricket a lot of bat- batters say you know your test test runs are the best you know it's you know anyone can slog you know 15 off and over in a T20 or play all these but test cricket you know that's why it's called test cricket that is the the hardest hardest format of the game um, and then test runs are, are well and truly earned um, so yeah it's, it will be interesting to see it is you know it's the talking point of cricket at the moment you know where, where the game's going to be in the next sort of five years um, you know with the 100 ball coming in you know what, where is the priority and it's you know it's something that's going to be interesting to see so yeah we're going to ask you about the 100 actually because um, a lot's been said about it and, and much of it has been negative but uh, we were talking about in the office yesterday from, we think that from your guys' point of view, it's a great opportunity, right? Like, if the tournament starts tomorrow, you th- we think that both you guys will get contracts for the eight franchises. Um, you get you get a nice paycheck. You don't have a massive cricket career. That's a nice thing to have. Um, and fingers crossed, that tournament will attract a hell lot of attention. Um, so what do you guys think of it? Well, yeah, I, I've I've never had a bad word to say about it. I think i could be, could be harsh here huh? i bet you haven't <laughs> no but i could be harsh but i think majority of the negative comments from players are, are lads potentially that are coming towards the back end of their careers or don't feel like they could be getting picked up in it and i think me and ben are lucky at 22 and 24 you know this competition is obviously going to be around for a while and we've got time on our hands to you know potentially get picked up in a couple of years if we don't get picked up this this time um and as you say you know it's the the the, the opportunity to play in a different competition, um, the the media that it's going to get, the broadcasting, it's going to be on you know BBC, um, and it will give people the opportunity to, to you know I look at the Big Bash and you see Australian lads get picked up in the other competitions for for one knock they've done you know on New Year's Eve or 
or whatever. And I don't think you get that same with the, with the Vitality Blast. You know, you could get eighty or forty balls against you know Northants or Derby when it's not a TV game, and no one really knows about it. Um, so the op- I, I, yeah, I've got nothing bad to say about. It. I think it's going to be very exciting. No, yeah, like there's going to be less teams, better players. It's going to be. It's going to be the best cricket you're going to play in England. The opportunity there's going to, you're going to be playing. Hopefully, they're going to get players from all over the world coming to play in it. Um, you know, there's there's not chance for for everyone to play. Like there's there's going to be smaller squads, small, less teams. So it's going to be tough cricket. So yeah, for any young player, it's a great opportunity to to be playing against the world's best. And do you guys really care if it's twenty balls shorter than a T Twenty? I think the format's irrelevant, really. Like at the end of the day, you, we're just playing cricket. Like. It doesn't bother me, to be honest. I can maybe see why it bothers other people. But then again, when T20 cricket started, came in, I'm sure people were saying, what's this format? And look where that is now. I'm not I'm not saying 100 ball in 10 years' time is going to be the new format, but you never know. It might be. like People might start, you know, it might go really well. And But at the end of the day, it's just it's just game of cricket. It's going to be... I think the main thing that is the opportunity to... All the games are going to be televised, you know. You know, I was at North Ends for the last few years. You're at Worcester and you get one TV game a year. And almost you'd have to score runs in that for the likes of getting picked up in a big bash or the IPL. And you know, if you're if you're playing on TV every game, you go you pull you go well in two or three of those games, and it's it's the chances that you'll get from that. So how how does it work? So with, with getting picked up and stuff, is it um, obviously the IPL is a bit different with it being an auction, but with like the big bash, is it teams will like come to like your agent or whatever, or is it? you seeking people out like have you and how, how does think, that work? I think it's just you, you put yourself everyone goes in the draft and then the, are the Big Bash drafts what is it? No big, I don't big think Big ba- Bash Big Bash is in draft you, for, for your agent you get mm. so I think that it's going to be similar to I don't, we don't know yet but yeah. it's similar to the IPL kind of I think they want to sort of get an auction go, but, I don't but with, with getting picked up at someone like the Big Bash or the, or the Pakistan Super League or something is that like um, you're like looking ahead to quite a far ahead of time or does it happen really quickly and like do you know is it is it off the back of like one thing often like they've seen you hit one shot or like one thing on Twitter or something yeah or? I think it's like who you know as well I think you know like um, like Gurney Gurney played for Renegades with Dan Christie he obviously plays in Knots as well I think if you if you perform in front of the right people who are in the right places in, in competitions abroad then um, that's obviously puts you in good stead and then you know I guess I guess that is the thing they've got to, you have got to be of you know to go go away and be an overseas player at a T20 competition, they're, they're not just picking, yeah, the average jockey. They they want people who are, are consistent performers in T20 cricket, um, and you know most of the time it's it's the lads who have who have done it on the international stage as well. So that's definitely something I think is in both both of our sort of plans is to go and play in a competition like like the Big Bash. You know, I've watched it most years, and it is something that's you know you just you just want to be involved with. But I guess that's the same with all of the competitions. I mean, like Ducky's had had a bit of experience in in the Pakistan and um, South Africa league, and it is definitely it's definitely something you know everyone comes back and there's so much good to say about it. You really that keen to play in the big bash after this year's one? It just seems to go on forever. Yeah, I am. I think I know. It's, I know it's Great had a little bit. As well. Huh? You're in Australia. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. You know, Australia. <laughs> I know. I, I think I, I I went sort of four years ago when I went out to play a sort of six months out there and it, the, just the hype around it I know they've got a bit of stick this time for sort of being mm. sort of taking too long and sort of drag, being dragged out but I think you're still just you're still getting big crowds into most games um, and uh, it's just good good hard in cricket in Australia and yeah definitely be something I'd love to play in um, 
so you guys have both obviously joined not quite recently two of the most talked about young batsmen in the country why do you guys choose to come here so it's not just you two have joined uh, ben slater zach chapel what why is not so attracted to you guys well i think obviously it's a it's quite a weird process when you're in, in the last year of your contract obviously teams teams can put 28 days in on you and then you sort of have 28 days to wait and then they're sort of free for all for whoever's put 28 days in and, and when i met uh, i met sort of peter moores and, and paul franks here um yeah it just they just grabbed me straight away really compared to sort of the other teams that i met um you could see the the ambition of the club you could see where they wanted to go um and they obviously they were trying. I think they knew they had to try and bring players in, and um, sort of when I when I knew that they were sort of in for in for Ducky as well, and and Zach Zach Chapel and, and and Ben Slater, I thought I sort of thought yeah, I could see myself going there and and being part of something really special actually um, with the squad that they already had, the players that they already had, obviously international quality, some good young players as well. Um, I did feel like. In, in obviously Division One, you could we could then genuinely challenge for for that championship title, and and in both the other formats, um, and getting to walk into Trent Bridge every day and sort of call it my home ground now is is pretty special. So, um, and, and Pete Moores is yeah he's um, a ridiculous coach really. I've only sort of worked with him for six months now, but you can see why he's um, praised so much. You've nailed it on the head there. I'd just be repeating everything he said. <laughs> <laughs> exactly the same. Like the the squad, I want to play for a team that's competing in all three competitions, and the depth that we've got in our squad is is pretty unbelievable. We've got sort of sixteen players, I think, competing for the first game, and um, you know Jimmy Patterson coming back. I've I've not really played against him much, but yeah, I've heard. I'd rather be in his side. Obviously, yeah. we got Brody for half the summer. You know, all the young players that we've got. So, yeah, and obviously I've never heard a bad thing about Morsey, one of the best coaches, probably, if not the best coach in the country. And I was the same. I, I met him and Franksy, and I remember I just got straight in the car and I'd rang my agent and said, like, I'd sign tomorrow. I would sign today as, as soon as it, just get it done. So what, what is it about, about Morsey? Because I know that, like, loads of players say that, like, and you're right, it doesn't seem like anyone has a bad word to say about him. But, like, I think among English cricket fans after, like, the 2015 World Cup and stuff, he's, like, perceived probably quite negatively uh and i guess just just what 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 makes him such a great a great coach i guess is it just like is it a technical stuff is it he makes you believe in yourself i don't know but that's that's a weird thing because I, I spoke to probably five six lads who who played in in that team with morsey as coach as england coach and i, was, I spoke a lot with mo at worcester and, and when i said oh look uh you know knots is sort of jumping at me he said, he said, go and work with Pete Moores. He is the best coach I've ever worked with. Um, you know, he will take your game to a new level. And and I think for, for me and Ben, we've got aspiration. Obviously, he's already played for England, but, and, I, and obviously I haven't, but I want, that's something I want to do and he wants to do again. So we wanted to feel like we were getting someone to work with our game who, who could take us to a new level and, and get us in a position where, you know, we get in into if if we got into the inside, you know, we were good enough to stay in the inside and and not be that case where you sort of go and have a couple of games and, and you and you're thrown back out. So I think just that his his there's detail into into your batting and, and, and the game is just it's on a it's on a different scale. It's on a different scale. He notices things about your batting, um or it could be anything about about your game that 
you know, I've, he, he said stuff to me this winter where I thought no one's ever said that to me before or no one's ever thought of that before and then I've tried it and it's and it's worked and I've and I've just thought well you, you know you're a magi- magician <laughs> um, but yeah I don't, I don't know about you I don't think you've worked as much really with him have you but yeah I was going to say like luckily I've been away a lot this winter so I haven't really done too much with Morsey but he's just he's one of those guys that you know the respect that everyone has for him and he's, he's one of those people when when he's talking everyone stops what they're doing and they'll listen and you kind of just you gotta get that vibe with him and I'm sure over the next few years he's going to give me some unbelievable tips and stuff on batting and, and you know he's always watching you and but yeah as I say I've been away a fair bit this winter which which has been lovely but you know if if a two months at home next winter it'll be a bonus for me I can net with him and you know all the other guys I think it's not just Morsey but the senior players and we can almost chat to I could chat to him about batting I could chat to any of the guys about batting so yeah but but it's, it's one of those guys where when he's talking like everyone is on and everyone's listening to what he's saying yeah and do, do you guys talk to each other a lot about like when you've had like certain offers from certain clubs and stuff you say oh I've heard from this place if you have that you think about going there what 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 do you think is that something you talk a lot about or is it something you kind of keep to yourself or we How like does that work, in the summer obviously we've known each other for a while and we didn't really did we we sort of mm. I think we both sort of knew we were going to go and it was a bit like we'd probably be edging each other where are you going to not so but only you know you keep things pretty close don't you I think when I signed obviously then yeah I think like for me it was like I absolutely love Worcester as a club so and I'm sure saying like we've like obviously gone, gone through the academy at both clubs and and they've given you this massive opportunity, and you've and you've got to where you are. For me, it was more. I didn't. I didn't want anything going out. I didn't want any rumors going around. I didn't want things being speculative about what I was doing. I wanted everything to be. I want. I wanted Worcester to be the first first people who knew what I was doing with, with you know, where if I was going, if I was staying. So when we did have conversations, it was always sort of like light hearted banter, and it'd always be, "Are oh, you off or not?" And I, and I think we we both did keep keep things very close and if I did speak to people it was people who I, who I knew I could trust and um, who I knew wouldn't you know wouldn't go around around the county circuit and, and tell oh I think he's going there I think he's going there because you know I didn't want to um, as I said I didn't want anything going out as, as rumours about me going and and people at Worcester thinking oh is he going is he not going like what what is he doing do you think going back to like England aspirations do you think it's really important to be a bigger inverted commas division one county does that help do you think you need to be at one of those counties well, it's, a, it's a hard one I, I, and if so why yeah I, I uh, answer that and say no because I played for England yeah, yeah. obviously um, obviously that year for me was a bit of a freakish year and the volume of runs I scored you know I believe that I could have almost been anywhere um, I think if you're at if you're scoring runs in Div 1, I think they, the runs mean a lot more than if you're scoring runs in Div 2. I think you're going to have to score a shed load of runs in Div 2. Um, but I don't know. You get you get the majority of players playing Div 1. Look at Mo, for example. I know Mo doesn't play much for Worcester, but he's at Worcester. He's been there for however mm-hmm. long. Um, I, I think Div 1 runs are very important, and they are looked at by selectors, media, and, you, you know, Burnsy... Rory Burns, Pope last year, you know, those churning runs, obviously that got them, it got that in the side, but I don't necessarily, I would, I would never say to someone in Div 2, you know, there's, I'd say go and score a thousand runs and there's no reason why you can't get picked up for England. And what is the difference between divisions? Because I mean, 
it's not easy batting in Div 2, is it? Some of the pitches are pretty like hard to bat on, and they're like result wickets, basically. So, I mean, like, what what is it that makes runs in Div 1 worth more? Because it's not as if they're exactly easier to come by sometimes. I would say I've... I would say in in Division Two, I think you have got you have got the the attacks where I remember playing um, Sussex at Hove, and they had they had Philander, Joffa, CJ, and um, David David Weiss, <laughs> um, and and it's that's a genuine that's a you know a quality in like you know close enough to an international attack, but then. Yeah, you do. You do play against some teams where you know you, ha- you might have one bowler, and then you, you think to yourself, oh, "If I get through this spell, um, yeah, I'm, I could cash in it. I can, I can cash in off these these other bowlers." But with Division One, it's just con- consistent. Yeah, it's it? consistently relentless. And I do, you know, it's it's a it's a factor. I think you know the, the better teams, the better players are playing in Division One, and. Mm. Um, you know, you do get you do go do get some individuals who are in Division Two who who are you know world class cricketers, but mm. consistently, um, you know, you get just yeah, it's it's relentless in in Division One. You know, you you get through the, the first opening bowling partnership, and then you're thinking, oh, yeah, I've done well to get through that, and then someone else is coming on, and you think, there's no geez, easy runs. Yeah, it's. I, I mean, know. your attack's pretty good this season with patterns and broad. Jake yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. So we have got an international bowling attack, and you've and you've got lads who potentially could miss out who would get into any other side. Well, you got Zach Chapel who was yeah. leading wicket taker for the Lions. Mm. Might not get picked up, you know, picked in the first game, or you know, you got Paul Coglin who was Lions yeah. last year, wasn't he? Like, it's, it's, yeah, the depth it's, in the squad it is, is it is ridiculous. It is and. That, that's that's you know that's another reason for 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 coming mm. for moving. To, I think and when you say about you know do you feel like you could play for England? I definitely felt like I could play for, for England at Worcester, but then you come come to Notts and you surround yourself by that squad, you know. And, and if you're doing the business around them sort of players, I think it does stick out. I think the big one, sorry, is sort of you know when you're competing for trophies and you're playing in finals days and mm. that a couple of years ago when I scored runs obviously at North Ants, won the T20 and those runs are very important as well if you're doing it on the big stage in front of a big crowd on TV on a finals day that's where and that's why this year like want to be top of Div 1 you know battling for the both one day cups and yeah it's it's doing it on the big stage and, and in mm. front of you know big crowds and on TV on finals day, you obviously won it last year with Worcester. Uh, watching on TV, Moeen looked like the coolest man on the planet as captain. What was that like playing under him, and what was he? What was he like that day? Yeah, uh, I think it's obviously different for Mo because obviously he's done. You know, he's played in a World Cup T Twenty final, yeah. and and I think he he absolutely loves going back to Worcester and playing, and and he is as he's such a calming influence on on the group. I mean, there's not much. I mean. There's no in, uh, other international experience in in that team apart from Mo, so no one's really you know seen that. No one's seen that day before. People and a really young team as yeah, well. Yeah, like. real young team. No one's no one's played in front of that many people before. So it, I think it was for, for for a lot of lads. It was a bit of a geez, you know, look at this. Um, you know, what what a day, what a venue. Like obviously, Edge Baston is amazing ground, absolutely bonkers atmosphere and. He just makes everything, yeah. I say, he just makes everything seem so so chilled, and and he actually captain that, he captain the majority of that competition, and and um, some people would probably say he's a he's a quiet guy. He looks like he's a quiet guy, keeps himself to himself. But I mean, as a, as a captain, it was yeah, it was unbelievable to play under. Um, and he was a, he was a massive massive influence on us on us um, Worcester winning that probably. 
Ben, just a quick question for you. Your your career so far has been quite similar to a lot of young English players out there at the moment. So uh, you had a taste of international cricket with England a couple of years ago. But it's not not just you who's gone back to county cricket. There's Hamid, Best, Crane, Curran, Curran, Oates and Pope. There's loads of them. Um, looking back, what was that experience like playing for England away from home as well at such a young age? Yeah, obviously a, a great experience and something that you, you cherish for the rest of your life, even if you never get an opportunity again. It's, it's an amazing moment playing playing for your country. Um, you know, obviously, there's a lot of young players who have done it, sort of gone in, had a good year, come out. And and it is tough, obviously, because you, you know how far you've gone and you've, you've played for England and it's almost that belief, really, on... That was a big thing is going back and just remembering you, you start going through so many things in your head and I'm sure all those guys did as well and you start, you know, whatever the media is saying and, and you start believing it and it, that's the toughest thing I think. Um, I, I definitely did it and I went through about a period of 18 months where I was changing my technique, changing my stance and sort of now the best thing about, you know, here with Morsey, you've got analysts just going, I've got footage of two years ago and footage of now and I've basically just gone I'm going to go back to then that was when I scored loads of runs and I'm just going to stick to it I'm going to stand still see ball hit ball and just literally not overcomplicate things and just over the past couple of years you sort of get an opportunity you, you play at the highest level I, mine's slightly different because it was India and Bangladesh so I, I mean I, I've probably faced about seven balls against Seam in, in Test cricket and obviously that summer most of my runs were against Seam um, so it is slightly different but you know I'd, I'd say to the likes of the guys who have been picked and played in England and a lot of the media don't actually see your runs that you score for your county so they don't know your strengths or your weaknesses and my strengths that that summer were scoring big hundreds and that meant that I'm getting quite a few low scores in between but I know when I'm scoring 150 plus putting in my side in a winning position unfortunately when you're playing for England you can't really afford to have two or three games where you don't score many runs even if you've got a big one around the corner you kind of have to score consistent runs and it is tough and the, the, my biggest learning from it is actually the media and, and how you can deal with it um, which I don't think you can prepare any county cricketer for because there isn't that scrutiny like this you know you might have 100 people watching that day and um, you haven't got Twitter going nuts that evening if you drop a catch or if you, if you play a bad shot so that, that was the biggest one for me and I remember Alistair Cook said to me he said how can we prepare a county cricketer for that and I just I said you can't you know, but that was why it was so good for me at the age of 21 to to go through that and probably go through my lowest, hopefully my lowest point in my career. Um, and I and I know if I get an opportunity now, I know exactly what I can expect. Yeah, and is it is it like hard sort of adjusting back as well as like adjusting? Like you spend your whole life in a way like working really hard for this, like kind of like your first call up, and then it comes and it maybe doesn't go quite as you'd expect. But there's been all that sort of like build up and talk about you, and then you. are like on TV on Sky Sports Michael Atten's there saying whatever and then you go back to county cricket and it's sort of like you're almost like you have to do it all over again and do, I don't know how you'd adjust that really so yeah I think like, the toughest thing with with that is sort of when you when you get dropped from England you go back to county cricket you're almost expected to dominate it mm. and like obviously the pitches over the last couple of years for a batsman there's been some pretty average wickets around it that, that's the hardest thing is you're almost that summer I might get naught two four six, then two hundred and whatever, but no one, no one's looking at me to score runs. Whereas the next year, if you go those low ones, you're getting held on Twitter every evening. You know, I've mentioned Twitter a few times. It's a, it's a brutal platform, old Twitter, isn't it? <laughs> why, why are you guys on it? 
Yeah, if, oh. do you know what? I actually don't know. I actually delete. I actually recently deleted my Facebook. Um, I could. I could and I actually, yeah, I was like, I don't actually. Need, I don't actually need it anymore. People in people in my life that I want to speak to, I have their numbers, so I don't. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I don't so actually I heard need. Jay Doback talk quite similarly about this. He said that uh, one of his regret about his England career was paying attention to the Twitter trolls, people who you know these faceless guys on Twitter who you know. Have, well, Twitter is literally a platform for fans and people to just nail mm. sport isn't it it's yeah. but the, yeah the flip it side is great is, it is yeah, you, get, you, you get plays like, as well yeah you get more bad days than good days so you're going to get more stick and it's completely up to you how you deal with it and i've sort of learned i i, I just laugh now if someone's yeah. having a go at me on twitter I, so if you go if you go well this summer you can pay for england in the near future would you have a different approach to how you use social media when you get back uh, yeah I, I actually spoke to joe root when i played for england and he just literally said if he has a bad day he will just delete twitter off his phone that evening and he won't look at it and then he'll really download it in a couple of days and he won't see anything but you can uh, you can change your settings so only people you follow you can mm. like see so you, you can get around it and it's completely up to you if you want to see it but i think everyone at the end of the day, does actually want to see what people are saying about them, good or bad. And when it's there, it's hard to, hard to ignore it. But it's how you deal with it. And for me now, I just sort of laugh and mm. I'm like, well, it doesn't really bother me. Uh, the other interesting thing you said um, about your time in England is how afterwards you then change your technique. Uh, wh- where did that come from? Who who encouraged you to do that? Um, and and what? Yeah, what, why did you? Um, well, big one for me. I stand completely still, and I I spoke to. I did quite a bit of work with Graham Thorpe, and and I I, I do agree. And there's not really. I can't think of many international cricketers who stand still. Most people have a trigger, and it was more just we were in Australia at the time, and it was more like if you get a call up now and Mitchell Stark's bowling 92 mile an hour, do you feel like you can stand still and 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 play like with your feet just dead still and. At the time, I, I said, oh, I'm open to having a trigger. Like, sounded great. Like, little back and across. Looks cool. Like, have a little trigger. Uh, and just, I obviously came back to England. I remember I was facing Tim Murtagh in April. Couldn't get my trigger right. And he was just hammering me on the pad. And <laughs> and, and well, he does that to a lot of people. But, and all summer, I just couldn't get it right. And I just, I said to myself this winter, I've just, I, I, something's worked for me and I've sort of changed something the year after I, I'd much rather go to Australia and if Mitchell Stark's bowling too quick and I need to get my feet going then I'll get my feet going but until, until I think until I fail doing that I'm, I'm just going to stick with it really yeah I was going to ask so about the again about the social media stuff is there also an aspect of like like do you feel you need to like grow a, like a brand as a sports person is there like I guess like money that comes in that way through sponsorship if you're seen as sort of like a bit of a character like I know like footballers obviously do it all the time like mm. Benjamin Mendy's all over Twitter mm. and it probably does bring him in some sponsorship and stuff is that something that you guys think about or is it I know definitely like my, like my agent is always on to me about saying you know like make sure you get your your sponsored po- like posts in or or like when when Grey Nick send you a few few fresh new new batch you know make sure you are putting it out there because obviously it is such a big platform and and you know, that is what a sponsorship is about. They want you obviously to be you to be seen using their using their stuff and and put it across to to all your followers and and whoever seeing your social media site. So in that respect, I do you, th- you have to become a brand. I think as a sportsman because that's how you obviously you do get them opportunities. But as I said, I, I haven't really 
obviously I think when you play for England I think obviously it jumps to another new level but obviously you do I do get the old old stick sometimes but it is one of them I think you just got to find a way of dealing with it and making sure it doesn't affect you going into into your next innings or your next next game because yeah, I think I read something this this winter about about Keats. I think Keats maybe Keaton Jennings might have said something like, oh, "I had to delete Twitter one night in the Caribbean because yeah, it just and that was in the middle of a test." And you're thinking, "Geez, you, you're walking out to bat tomorrow, and you've literally seen everyone nailing you on on Twitter saying, you know, you shouldn't be opening the batting." And I think that's the thing. I think as as Benny said, I think it's something that you you can't prepare for, um, and you know, when it does happen, you've just got to get get good advice off people you trust and and try to find a way of um, not letting it affect your cricket. Or just score loads of runs. Oh, yeah, or literally just score loads and loads of runs every game. Score <laughs> thousands and thousands of runs, you don't really need a brand, do you? Yeah, no, exactly. Tweet, tweet what you want, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Obviously, it's a joke. Well, yeah. <laughs> Meant in a good way. <laughs> I'm still getting loads of retweets about that. Whenever they, Whenever they lose... I just get 30 retweets and they go, yeah, they are a joke. Like, I didn't mean that. But like that, same thing, I don't want to delete it because it's funny watching it go up and up. That was great. So you just tweeted, so it was a tweet well, saying it's they had, like, RCB. I don't know who they had. It might have been like Gail, Coley, yeah. Davilias. So I, like, I just said RCB's team is a joke, which obviously in England, everyone would have gone, yeah, it's a very good team. <laughs> and it just, oh, I've never, it just exploded. I, I got some serious... People going on Instagram and finding photos of me and my sister, like spraying my f- family, like bah. I did have to delete some of them because they were a bit brutal. <laughs> but I, again, you just gotta laugh at it. And to be fair, I could, I, I could it's massive choice, isn't it? I could delete it, yeah. but I just find it funny. I'll leave it up. I, I, funny, I feel so weird. It's such a, it's a world away from here. We are at Feathers. Yeah, uh, you could just tweet Virat Kohli and you get four thousand retweets. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, something in the, that's coming up in the cricketing calendar that everyone should be excited about is on May the 6th, there's a bank holiday Monday, it is the Women's County Cricket Day. So there's no men's county cricket action scheduled for that day. Uh, and there's a bit of a campaign going, encouraging cricket fans to get out there and support their county by turning up and watching them. Uh, Anya Shrubsall, Catherine Brunt, Heather Knight are all expected to be in action. Uh, and you can find out more about that day on Twitter if you follow at Women's Crick Day. Uh, that's very exciting should be good um joe and ben thanks so much for coming on it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on no worries it's been a pleasure yeah. thank, thank you, you very much and ben thank you for coming on thanks yes well <laughs> if you've enjoyed this podcast listening for the first time subscribe tell your friends and share it on the internet goodbye Podcast Network. These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20.